Okay, uh, let's do our confession. I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sade. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills a calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Sadek. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadek, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I say, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you that even as we share your word tonight, that you minister to us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own humanity alone, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak forth the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Shake your hand of somebody next to you and tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. God bless you. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. We are talking on partnering with God. This is part 3. Hallelujah. Amen. That we are uh, to partner with God. You know, uh, when we talk about partnership with God, we're talking about a covenant with God. When I cut a covenant with you, I'm saying that what is mine, it's yours, and what is yours, it's mine. That is a covenant. It's not that, oh, uh, what is mine is mine, what is yours is yours. You know, a covenant is, you know, uh, what is mine? It's yours. And what is yours? It's mine. Now, is there anything that God has retained back from giving you? That he has, he has held back that I won't give you? Is there anything? No. You know, God has freely given us all things through Jesus Christ, through Christ, freely given us. So God has shared his, he has done his part. And now God is saying, you know, as we enter into this covenant, I have done my part, now you are to do your part. Are you with me? Yeah. So if we can understand this, that when I give my life to Jesus, I am entering into partnership. I am entering into covenant with God. Telling that life will be so, so, so easy. Because when you enter into covenant with God, you know, God won't make, he won't 
I mean, you, you, you won't come short. Actually, your life will be better. Yeah, when you enter into covenant with God, when you understand that, you know, when I enter into covenant with God, my life will be better. And so we, we read about this, the Macedonian church and the churches in Macedonia understood the principle of partnering with God. So we, 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 last week I gave you a history of how this church of uh, Philippi, the Philippian church was established, you know, what happened. And so look at what, now this is many years. Paul is arrested, he's in Rome, you know, he's writing a letter to this church. Now, he is so thankful for this church. Or I thank my God in all my remembrance of me. Did you get it? Yeah. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So from the first day until now, these people have been in partnership with God. Now look at Philippians 4 verse 10. is uh, saying a lot of things. Now, he comes to verse 10, Philippians 4, verse 10. He says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. You know, there were times whereby they were not in touch with Paul, but they wanted to uh, continue, you know, to support and, and so forth. So he writes them a letter. He says, you lacked an opportunity. Now, uh, not that I am speaking of being in need. He says, when I write this letter, it's not because I am in need. For I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. So Paul says that, you know, I can handle every and any situation. I've learned to be content. Yeah. When I don't have a private jo uh, j uh, uh, jet, I've learned to be content. Yeah. When I don't have, you know, lizard skin shoes, I've learned to be content. When I don't have a Rolex watch, I've learned to be content. He says, I've learned, you know, to be content in every situation. And, you know, that is the most important thing uh, in our Christian lives. Contentment. See, contentment is a choice. It's not a level that you reach. If you say, when I have this, I will be content, you will never be content. 
Contentment is a choice. You choose to be content at whatever level that you are at. Uh, Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, he says, you know, warn the rich people uh, uh, to do what? Not to trust in their riches, but to do what? You know, to be content, you know, with what was given them, and, you know, that, uh, that they, they should not, it says, some have, have, you know, have endangered themselves, I'm just paraphrasing it here, you know, by seeking riches. Look here. Uh, if, if your heart is to seek riches for the sake of seeking riches, you're going to you're going to batter your life. You're going to hurt yourself. Are you with me? Because I mean, this you ask yourself, why would a person who is earning big money in government still go in into the kitty with long fingers? and still from there. It's because, you know, uh, people are not content. I mean, why would a politician with that big money, uh, big monies and, uh, you know, all the benefits that they have would still go in and say, I give you this tender, but I need a kickback. And the Bible says that riches hastily gain will never stay. They fly away. And so we need to know that, you know what? I need to be content in a situation. I should never ever set my heart on riches or material things. It's good to have good things, but that's not the priority in our lives. I mean, people have gotten into debt and they can't pay their debt because of wanting, you know, going after material things. And so when they just raise interest rate by half a percent, half a, you know, a, a basis point, you know, whatever. So they, 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 I mean, it messes up their, their budget because getting into debt. And the reason of getting into debt was that, Lena, I should have this or I should have that. Look here. If, if you can't afford a thing, you can't afford it. Just accept it. Don't go ahead with it. Don't try. The, the wealth system would want to get you into debt. The wealth system. That's why they will offer you a lot of things. I mean, I will call you 
you qualify for this, you qualify for that, you qualify, uh, you have been pre-approved for this, you have been pre-approved. Don't live your life by being pre-approved. Are you with me? You know, and know what you want. It's like you determine your path and then you walk in it. And so, contentment is very important. So Paul says that when I talk to you, it's not, you know, uh, you know, okay, there it is. That's what, First Timothy chapter, chapter what? Six, verse six. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Gomodim with contentment. Eh? It's great gain. You don't go for uh, issues. You, you, you learn to be content. Is it people that accumulate wealth? Yeah, this is how they do it. Yeah. They, 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 they get the first thing and then they secure that thing before they, ne- they move to the next one. And people who are hastily they want to have a lot of things. And then none of, in, none of those things are secured. One, they're all gone. So you find that, oh, uh, you have been appointed in this job. Your salary is this much. So this salary, I qualify for a car. I qualify for a house. I qualify for this. And then you go and you get yourself into debt because you qualify for all those things. And then at the end of the day, should something happen, you know, eh, you, are, you are stuck. You lose everything. But a person, you know, who accumulates wealth, he knows that the first thing is this. Before I move on to the next thing, I need to make sure this thing is in the bag. It's secured. It does not matter what happens or how the economy is. This thing won't be affected. So this helps you to take small uh, uh, bites than taking a whole, you know, big bunch. You take small, small bites that you can chew. Don't, don't bite more than what you can chew. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Uh, if you can't get a house uh, in somewhere, a stating, you know, go somewhere. Uh, go, you know, traditional land. You can buy that land. You'd buy it cash. So you buy it. Eh? You buy it, and then you get there. I'm preaching good. I know I'm preaching good. <laughs> so you, you buy that land, and then you do your foundation, two room or something. 
even when the economy can go bad, there's nobody who will take that land. Yeah. When you have built that two room, it's secured. It's your place. You have a roof over your head. The money that you could have spent on the bond, you know, you have a place. And then as your resources increase, you know, you expand. You know, and as you increase, you can also buy, you know, places, go whatever estate. Because, you know, and when you go there, you have, you know, it's like you have somewhere to fall back to. You're secured somewhere. Are you with me? So that, that is wisdom. And that happens because we are content. We have learned to be content in whatever state that we are, to be content. But people that are not content, they will go for everything, you know. It's like they have their irons, you know, a lot of irons on the fire. And so none is really working. And so, you know, over the years, by, by, by you know, things that I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you, over the years, you will look back and say, look what has happened. Look, look where I am today. You look back and say, you know, I am far much better because of that. And so, contentment plays an important... So Paul says that when I'm talking to you, it's not because of it, I am in need. You know, I have learned. You know, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. He says, I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Says, I can handle everything. That is why in the following verse, it says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You know, my father used to say, we used to play uh, draft. You know draft? Yeah, draft. Draft, get draft. So now we used to play draft, and then he would come, you know, and then take some steps back, you know, look at it, you know, and see, you know, and then, you know, he will hit me, hit me where I never, you know, thought. And then he would hit me like one, two, three. Hey, you know, once. You know, and, then, and then he will always say that. You know, uh, uh, king, the, the, the soil that is. Okay. You know, I hit you. 
with that you will be you will be seeing stars and so at times you when you take a step back it's not because you have failed you're strategizing so when you have taken a step back and you're content at that time when you have taken a step back you're content in it says that's godliness I remember uh, when we came here we had two cars had a bike Mazda Rastla yeah more like Bantam same thing but Mazda Rasta and you know Mazda uh, 323 200e yeah and so now the Mazda we didn't owe anything and then the uh, the sedan okay the bike we didn't own anything the sedan we still owed and so we kept it for a year and then I felt that the money that we're spending on the car could be better used for our personal lives and also for the ministry you know and so I decided spoke to Pastor Luis I said let's sell the car I got it at an auction uh, I think it was I paid it I paid I paid I think it was something like 21,000 somewhere there I used it for one year and then I sold it at a garage in town for 30 uh, 32,000 so I gained 10,000 more wisdom of God and so somebody went to see the same car it was advertised for 40 something thousand anyway we sold the car now when we sold the car people Christians said that hey this faith thing it does not work but we this faith thing does not work look they sold the car so we didn't worry because we knew where we are going. We are not living our lives for them. We are living our lives for ourselves. Yeah. And so today, I wish to bring them here, those Christians, and say, Livelere, you know, what will you say? Buanghab, where are you? Lonalikai, Lonalikai. And so, a church, you know, at times when you take such steps, you 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 must learn to be content, to be fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And so Paul says that I can do all things. I can handle every situation. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And verse 14, yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. So what is he saying? He says, you know what? It was good of you that you took care of me. To share my trouble, meaning you were concerned about me and you sent me financial aid. Now look at verse 15. It says, and you Philippians yourselves know that where in the beginning of the gospel 
when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me. What kind of partnership? In giving and receiving, except you only. So, uh, churches, uh, they were there, but they, they were stingy. Paul is saying they were stingy. But you, Philippians, you entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving. So this church, remember what we said, he said from, uh, uh, from the beginning until now. We read in chapter 1, right? So it's repeating it here. It says, uh, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving. Let me tell you, giving does not go alone. Neither does receiving go alone. These are partners. They go together. I don't know why people have a problem with this. That you can't receive without giving. And you can give without receiving. It's a principle of God. In Genesis, we are told that, the Genesis 11, verse 8, yeah, that uh, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will never cease, among many other things, day and night, you know, this and but seed time and harvest will never stop to exist. They will always exist. And so he says that uh, no change entered in, in, into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you alone. So they entered into giving and receive. Look at the following verse. He says, even in Thessalonica, we read last week that when he left, uh, you know, Philippi, he went to Thessalonica. You know, says, even in Thessalonica, you send me help for my needs once and again. So that phrase is saying that, you know, you were always providing for me. You, you, you know. And, and, and he says, the reason why, look at this verse, you know, the reason why I am talking about giving and I am appreciating you for giving unto, you know, the work of God, it's partnership in the gospel, right? Yeah. He says, not that I seek the gift. He says, I'm not, you see, the moment we teach along these lines, people are thinking, the pastor needs money, or the church needs money. And so it's the same lie of the devil. It has never changed. It's the same lie that, you know, Paul had to address right there. You know why is the devil sharing that lie? It's because he does not want you. 
to enter it into partnership with God and then he wants to keep you in poverty spiritual poverty financial poverty mental poverty everything poverty he wants to keep you into that that's why when you touch the issue of finances the devil is like he, re, he you know go ramella in agetsebo na le mount o ramella ka ka dinaka tsa hai but why ramella yeah he fights it because he knows that the moment you understand this principle of generosity you are gone so he says not that i seek the gift from you but i seek what do i seek i seek the fruit that increases to your credit so when i give what happens there is a fruit that is increasing to my credit god is taking note of it that's what he did when uh, uh, cornelius gave you know god had to send an angel and say cornelius your giving and your prayers have come up as a memorial you know memorial you know, something that is there that reminds you it's a memorial so every time gurumudimo hare ore why born he sees this thing hey this offering i need to do something ga cornelius says it has come up as a memorial and that's why god had to send an angel and said go and tell him what to do because i would hate to see somebody who has given so much who have been so generous and die and go to hell go and tell him to ask for peter so that peter can tell him about uh, you know about jesus and he could be saved and his household could be saved and so when when I give even when I am dead the memorial stands stands before God God will take care of my families because of my giving because it's a memorial so here Paul says that let's go back you know to that verse he says not that I seek the gift but i seek the fruit that increases so the fruit increases it does not diminish or decrease it increases you know it increases it says to your credit in your favor when you give it is increasing to your favor so when you partner with god you know when you tie you're partnering with god are you with me yeah you've entered into partnership with god that god i will i will take care of i will obey you i will do my part of the covenant i will bring a portion and then i will be even more be more generous you know you enter into 
that partnership with God. And so when you enter into that partnership with God, there is no way that God can forsake you. He will not. Are you with me? Two quick stories. You like stories? Yeah, testimonies is good. I'll tell you stories. Uh, people think that when we talk about tithing, uh, that we want, we are after their money. One time, there was this sister at the university, and he couldn't register. She couldn't register, and so she came to me, told me her story. And then I went and spoke to Pastor Louisa. I said, can we pay you know, her fees and so forth? I think she was doing her last year. And so we paid that at least. It's like, you know, she was owing, you know, and so they couldn't register. So we paid whatever. And so, fine. She, she registered, she continued. Now, at the end of the year, she could not graduate because, you know, she's still owing. So she came, you know, owing this. I went and spoke to Pastor Louisa. Now, we're taking it from our personal money, eh? Yeah, a couple thousands. So we uh, we paid. Then she graduated. Then she went and got a job. Started working. She bought a car and, you know, it's a nice, yeah. And then, uh, so we spoke to her about, I spoke to her about tithing. I said, I haven't seen you tithing. I haven't tithed. And she didn't answer and she went on Facebook, you know, and then wrote, I think she was to get married, something like that, you know, and then she wrote, Banaba Morena, Taitang, Alisa Taiti Bagasili Nyadisi, you know, da 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 da. And I remember, you know, uh, it happened to be, I went to the cell, and, uh, you know, after some time, you know, about somewhere in one of the campuses. And so, happened, you know, I, I still connected her to the cell, and, you know, and 
and so forth. And so she was attending a cell. So when I went to the cell, now when I went to the cell, I told myself, Hore, I'm going to open my eyes wide when it comes to offering. And then zoom in, go ahead, and see how much she gives. And so, fine, you know, sell our monati and so forth, what an aquia offering. And, you know, you see, I can be a good investigator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I zoom in. If she's listening, you know, she's not aware that. Yeah. And then the whole professional person driving, so actually, that's not silo, as a silo. And we are going to go how we are. Number one, how is when you crumple, uh, crumple that money, the people that are uh, counting the money, that when they go and deposit it at the ATM, it rejects it. Are you with me? It, so you're giving us a problem, extra work. We don't know now what we're going to do with your money. Yeah. So answer. Ten rand. Get ten rand again. You know, have a tour, everybody, you know, nobody should see. Mandela Vatu Abala. in the offering basket. And then I say, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that a person who has a problem with tithing is a stingy person. You know, it's a person who is not generous. And because she was thinking of, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, that she didn't have money. We took our family finances, thousands of friends, we paid for her. We didn't even say, when you graduate, when you get a job, pay us back. We didn't say, we, we, we. Just gave. Yeah. And now she's coming and say we are after her money. <laughs> Mochu. You know Mochu? Yeah. And so and so she wrote in there and then some of you know the members say, you know, because I don't follow who says what. So he showed me, hey. Look at this. So I wrote, I said, dear sister, in your deepest heart, you know the truth. Don't hide. 
Yeah, he commented. He commented. I commented. Yeah. I commented. Yeah. I commented. I think from there she might have deleted and blocked me and, you know, did whatever. Yeah. And so, uh, here is the thing. People that are tithing, I get it, tithe, we are able to know who is tithing and so forth, right? But offering, we don't know, you know, who is offering what, unless you do it electronically, right? Now, if in any service, if you take out people that are tithing, you take them away. And then those that are not tithing, you receive an offering. You know, that offering will be less than one person who is tithing who would give his or her offering. So people that are having a problem with the tithe are people that are not generous. It's given. Yeah. Anyway, so that was uh, is the first story. <laughs> the second story. One pastor, you know, uh, they had a member in their church. And the member you know, was in this business and was doing well. Yeah. And then he would, uh, you know, money would come. You know, that business, money would come, uh, just come in. So he would be sitting with the pastor and say, look here, what has just come in? Couple hundred of th hundreds of thousands. Couple this, you know, couple this. And so the pastor said to, you know, it's two of them, said to these people, he said, you know what, you need to tithe from uh, your income, from your resources. You need to tithe. And so when they were away from the pastor, they were now speaking to each other and telling others, you know, he won't, he won't see my, my money. And so he said, so spread a rumor. The pastor is looking for our money. The pastor wants our money. And so they would go Dubai, go Singapore, go wherever in their business venture and they would post on social media where this, you know, having good time in the monies, driving good cars, you know, and having all of that and uh, but they were not tithing. So the person said, it's fine. I'm not God that I have to prove myself of anything. It's between them and God. Guess what? Oh, say, born in, eh? 
Osubone Hohakala Hohakalala Habuno Hoafase Kayo. You thought I don't know all this. Kiss passage. Ah, yeah, I guess Steve. The eagle that went up flying everywhere. They lost everything. They lost everything. And now, what about your Puputa Gomorati? Moriti, you know, Rabele, you know, you are disciplined, I'm Ruitwaiti. You know, we were we were ignorant, you know, but the way we were ignorant. They don't even have a startup money to start up again. The pastor said that I had to take from my money and give them money to start to help, to try to help them. And so, you know, when a person say, I, you know, pastors are after a man, it's fine. I'm not God to stand for his weight. God will stand for his weight. And so, so that's why we say that, you know, Partnering with God has benefit. Paul says that not I seek the gift. I don't want you to give me money. But I want to give you an opportunity to give into the kingdom of God. So that by giving into the kingdom of God, that a fruit may increase to your credit. He's saying that you know, Paul could have said that, oh, you know what, I'm taken, I'm fine. I don't need money, and please. But he didn't say that. But he still shared with them about giving and receiving. Because it is in giving and receiving that they are blessed. You know, God spoke to me some time back, even before we started a church here. And yeah, that you know, I felt I felt pity for maybe a, a maybe an old lady or old man, you know, pensioner coming and tithing, and then my mind was they need money more than the church needs money, and then others maybe would come and want to bless us you know, with whatever little thing. And then I feel, feel like they sh should not take it. They need it more than I, I do. You know, God spoke to me. He rebuked me. He said that it's not about you. But I am giving them an opportunity to sow so that I can take them out of their situation they are in. So when you don't receive from them, you are blocking their blessing. 
had to repent. And so, you know, I learned from there, or, you know, it's not number one, it's not about the money or the amount of money, but it's about a principle. Yeah. And so even when, you know, a small child comes and, you know, tithes 10 cents and so forth, it's a blessing because the child understands a principle. Maybe they come and give me something, you know, small. You know, I take it and I pray. I always pray for people, you know, who give. And I would pray with all zeal and everything, just like if somebody had given me thousands of friends. Because it's not about the money, but it's about a principle. And it's not about me, it's about them. God wants to touch them you know, and minister to them and take them out of their poverty uh, situation. Are you with me? And so I know that the papers, the media and everything will say, hey, pastor, he is robbing, you know, uh, he's robbing what? The pensioners by demanding that they must give a 10%. I know that it will say that. But you know what? The principles of God remains. Whether people agree with it or don't agree with it. Cannot change. Just think about that widow. You know, when, you're, when you, you were a widow during that time, you were the worst person. You know, widow, I mean, uh, you had no protection. That's why every lady, the greatest desire was to have a son because they know that the son will take care of them. Here is the widow coming, and then it's during drought, and they are gathering sticks and to cook the last meal and die. And God comes, and God says that, you know, the prophet says that, go and make me food first then you and your son will eat. So the media would have said, aha, yeah, Ramon, the, the last meal of a widow. Yeah, Ramon, you know, we have seen. And he has taken the last meal of a poor widow. I mean, that's what the, the media would have said. But, you know, it was not about Elijah because God was providing for Elijah by the brook. So God knows how to look after his children. So when God sent Elijah to the widow, it was not about Elijah, but it was about the widow. Because had they not done what they, what she, had she not done, you know, uh, did what she, she did, the jar of oil would have gotten finished, you know, and uh, the flower would, uh, would have gotten finished also. But so God saw that I want to take care of this widow. So I'll send my prophet there. Prophet, you know, she will sow into my prophet, 
then I will take care of it. So, uh, you see, giving, you know, tithing and giving, it's, it is, it's benefiting us. It's benefiting us. Amen? And so, never ever think that God wants to rob you when God speaks to you about giving. Never ever think that way. Just know that God loves me when he speaks to me about giving. And in verse 18 says, I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Apaphroditus the gifts you send, a fragrant aroma. Look, look at what, what the gifts are. It says it's a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, if there was no giving, their God would be tied up, would not be able to supply every need according to uh, his riches in glory. Because in the storehouse in heaven, there would be nothing to provide for them. So before you quote Philippians 4.19, check how is your offering. Because it does not work. You can coat it, you can put it on the refrigerator, you can ride it on your arm, you can do whatever, it will never work. Because God is saying, I want to do that. But when I look at the bank account in heaven of this person, it's empty. It's zero, zero, zero. Comma zero. Yes. So how can I really supply all his needs according to my riches? Because there is nothing to provide for this person. And so we need to be people that are generous. We need to be people that are giving. You know, when you give, you don't give only in church. Everywhere. When you're generous, you're generous. It's your lifestyle. You're generous. It's not when uh, the basket passes by then, it's then that uh, you, you switch on your generosity. You know? And then after it is gone, you switch it off. It does not work that way. When you're generous, you're generous. I was telling Pastor Luisa, I said, you know, I think, uh, I mean, we are the only family members here in our family that are this side. Everybody is around Houteng and so forth. So when there are occasions and everything, guess who travels? It's us, right? You know, and then just to go and come back, we're talking about 2,000 rand. You point fuel, 500 Yadi toll gate, you know, all of that. 
And then, uh, so, and then we say, I wonder, I wonder if people are aware of how much it costs us to come to the occasion. On Thursday, we were burying my uncle, So they asked me to do the funeral. So we went uh, to bury my uncle, the younger brother to my mother. So, so we are coming from there. I said, yeah, I wonder. Like, they, they dubbed me Murutiwa family. Yeah. When they called me, I was, they, we, I, we told me last week about the, the, the death case. So they decided that we we're going. So a few days uh, before, they called me and said, uh, my name is Wudia, you know. <laughs> so, are you coming? Yes, I'm coming. Uh, yeah, can you come and do the funeral? Can you come and bury your uncle? I knew my uncle was not a church goer, and he had his own church. You know, his own church, you know, those. Yeah, yeah. You know that. That church. So he was going to that church. And that church, they don't do such things of burying and so on. <laughs> so I didn't know that they, 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 they put the phone on the speaker. So I said, Eloriana, which church was he going to? Why can't they? <laughs> he said, hi, man. Would you come and bury your uncle, man? You know, forget about those. You know your uncle. Just come and bury your uncle. <laughs> so I said, Halina is my uncle. I've lost an uncle. I need somebody to comfort me. <laughs> I said, ah, when are your tears have dried up already? So <laughs> so I said, now we are coming on Wednesday. We'll sleep at home and uh, in the morning we'll come and do the funeral. Yeah. So anyway, so I was thinking about that. And I said, I was saying to Pastor Luis, I said, you know what? Just, we, we must just settle in our hearts to pay black tax. Yeah. That we will pay black tax. You know what's black tax? You know it then. You are a black person. You know black text. <laughs> Say, black text is there. And we have been paying. We have been paying it. And we are content. Yes, we are content in paying black text. Uh, my, uh, uh, our fathers passed on uh, the same year. And we are just a few months married. So when her father passed on, uh, we went home, you know, so with the family, and, you know, so we are talking, and so forth. And so I asked, so how do we do, I get I'm new, so how do we do things, you know, I, you know, so, so, so out of the blue, without even speaking to us, I said, uh, we'll buy a cow. Pastor Luis, I saw her eyes. <laughs> Because she knows what's in the bank account. And probably she's thinking, 
you know, do you know what? You are from a township. You, are, you don't know cow, cows. Do you know how much it costs? <laughs> At least he was thinking. So, yeah, anyway. She didn't know that, you know, we're newly married. She didn't know that I don't go by what is in the bank account. I go by faith. Yeah. <laughs> now she has learned, you know, she has learned that we go by faith. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so I remember, yeah, we bought, we bought a cow. Now her father was a very uh, popular person somebody important. So we had to slaughter two cows. And so I remember you know, the brother took me when they were slaughtering. He you know, said, I want to show you, you know, the cow that you bought. So I, I don't need to see it. As long as it serves the purpose, that's fine. And so, you see, when you're generous, you're generous. And so in every family, you know, thing, in my family, in her family, we have settled, we will pay black tax. So I was saying, I was saying, we just have to reserve for black tax. When it comes, and the tax collectors, <laughs> you know, uh, when they come, you know, we need to be ready and say, here is the black text. And so, so I, I'm teaching you of a Christian being generous. One of my uncle who has been in, you know, I mean, helping in many occasions and so forth, and so Pastor Lee says that, you know, he does not have a car uh, some couple years back. So he said, it's fine, let's buy him a car. We got him a car, we bought it, we, we, we gave him. It was a shock in the family. Okay. He did really. Yeah. But we were generous. And so we have helped in many ways, you know, and so forth. So I, I, I'm trying to show you that <clears throat> you should not limit your generosity in the church, but let it be a lifestyle. Let it be a lifestyle of being generous everywhere, you know, among your family members. You know, there are people, some of uh, 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 your relatives, children, they don't have, you know, means for school fees for children and so forth. I mean, we have done that, taking them to school and so forth. So you need to open up and be generous to them. But you need to be wise. There are those that would want to take advantage of you. So you need to be wise. You know, and you know, there are some people that say, oh, can you please uh, borrow us so-and-so, you know, want to do this and we'll, we'll lend them the money. Now, in our hearts, we would say <coughs> we are giving them, but we don't tell them that we're giving them. You know, 
We want to see if they stay true. When they bring the money, we say, no, keep it. Yeah. And some of them, they never return the money. And then we're saying, that is the last time. That is the last time. You have just helped us, you know, to stop. Uh, so when they come, we say, how can we give you? You haven't returned the other one. How can we give you? And so, Paul says here, all that we desire is a food to abound in your, in your account. Yeah. A food to abound to your credit in your account. Yeah. So, when you are generous, when you tithe, you, you are not losing your money. You are not becoming short, but you are. God is, the resources are increasing in heaven for you. In times of need, you will see God coming through in your life, miraculously, because of your generosity. Amen? Now, last week, I know I talked a lot about, you know, people who would want to uh, take, you know, or maybe use their giving as a way of, you know, controlling you and so forth. And, and let me say this, that, you know, there are people that have been so generous in the church, that have, been, that have blessed the church, that have blessed, you know, us personally and so forth. And let me say that, you know what? God bless you for your generosity. You know, don't ever feel like we are not recognizing your giving and your generosity. We are recognizing that, but above all, God is seeing that. Yeah. And our hearts are like what Paul says in Philippians. We pray for you. Pray for your Abundance. Pray for goodness, for mercy, for you know breakthroughs in your life. Things would just come through, you know, and and so forth. So <clears throat> never ever feel discouraged that oh maybe the pastor will see it as if I'm trying to make my way. Please, you know that's not what I'm just bringing the balance to what I said last week. Are you with me? Yeah, that when you give with a clear heart, you know, it is well received. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Did you gain something from the Lord? Amen. Amen. Now, next week, next week, I want to deal with the issue of people are saying, but when I tithe, why do I have to maybe uh, write my name or, you know, that I should be known and, you know, that I tithe, you know, I, I will deal with that next week. Amen? And I will also deal with, you know, there are people that God would raise to be financiers of the gospel. People that would 
finance the gospel, that God would bless them. There are people that would just be anointed in that area. So I'll talk about that also next week. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's say this together. Father God, I thank you for your grace, your mercy upon my life. I thank you, God, that when you talk to me in the areas of giving and receiving, it's because you love me. And I will do your word because I love you. Thank you, God, for your abundance in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.